that we're that this is the commemorating the shalom of his daughter. Uh, so I'm going to leave off the dedication for till David arrives, and I'm going to start with the essence of the shear. And of course, the essence of the shear is also related to parents and children, uh, and perhaps <laughs> in, in in the greatest way possible. And um, I I have to tell. David is bringing the drinks. Okay. Uh, this week, uh, because of some illness of one of the rabbeim here in the yeshiva, uh, I was forced into duty to give a shear a little bit on Nasiris Adibris and, and the Kibbut Aveim. So that sort of took hold of me, and I figured, okay, I'm going to just develop it a little bit more. So Zev, you were here for the shear, so, but it's going to be a little bit in a little bit of a different... Oh, 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 it's going to be Chazorah, but I hope with a little bit more depth. For the rest of you, I hope this is something that uh, speaks to you, especially those of you that have the schluss to have your parents, and those of you that aren't parents, there's something for you to tell your children, possibly your grandchildren, your in-laws. Um, the holy sages teach us, and again, we're going to see which sages they are. They definitely were holy, and we're going to see if this is something that everyone agrees to. That in the middle of the uh, Decalogue, that's another way of saying the Ten Commandments, uh, our Creator is directing us to take the Fifth Commandment <laughs> and implores us to primarily use our imagination to fulfill His will. This is reminiscent of Western. So, the play on words is important because um, the use of imagination is going to be something crucial. Uh, as much as, as as most people will see this as a, a mitzvah that is primarily one of action and adherence and how high, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, or please, mom, please, dad, um, there is going to be an aspect of imagination and ideas in the mind that I think is worth sp- speaking about. Um, and I also, just because uh, it's sort of a bee in my bonnet often, uh, I want to talk about respecting, I said father-in-laws, but I mean all in-laws and exactly where that lies. And those of us that are father-in-laws uh, uh, know what we're talking about. I, I, I unfortunately don't have my parents or my in-laws, but I think that it's worthwhile uh, going back into it. Um, I'm going to start really uh, with a little bit of, it's not going to be uh, a, a, a a long protracted history, but I think it's important to know that uh, the Reisha Medabrim, the person who really puts this into basal relief as, as much as possible, um, is Revelezer, and I've always been saying Askari, but then I, I looked it up last night, Azikri, you're supposed to say. I know people say Lezer Askari. Oh, so uh, it's basically the works of Revelezer Azikri, the author of the Sefer Haredi. And he, I, I think, is. Um, did an incredible uh, not only the, the book the Haredim which of course uh, you know he was part of that Tzvas Renaissance of the Kabbalists the Mekubolim uh, who came to Tzvas the Rabbonim actually it wasn't just Mekubolim it was Rabbonim this was the, the center the probably the most um, productive center of Jewish life in the 16th century mid 16th century was Tzvas um, to the point even that, that they wanted to reestablish uh, the Sanhedrin there, and they wanted to actually, and, and, and you couldn't deny the fact that you had a august presence as Rebbe of Cairo. Of course, even his Rebbe, the the uh, the Marie Beirav, um, the Aushich, and of course the Arizal and others. So this was a place that was a, um, uh, a tremendous, a place of intellectualism, and, and and it was also inundated with the Kabbalistic spirit, which of course was came to its zenith, of course, with Arizal and his Talmidim. Rabazar Azikri of the of the Haredim is probably um, one of the more popular um, uh, promoters of of, of, of Uriana Kabbalah and other things, and especially in this book that's been published many many times, the Sefer Haredim. And the the and uh, David, I'm, I'm, uh, as soon as you get ready, I'm going to um, and thanks for the for the drinks and. Uh, um, and, and I'm going to speak a little bit in a second. But the, first, I'll start with the Haredim, then I'm going to go back to the, to the dedication. So the Haredim uh, was determined to give to the world a sort of a halachic 
book that would also uh, stir the hearts and the soul. Um, a Sefer HaMitzvah that was unlike any other. A Sefer HaMitzvah that was based on uh, on not only the, the, the Rishonim, and he does the, the usual job of being Medayik from Rishonim properly. Again, he was early Achron. But also he includes Kabbalistic ideas from the Zohar and others. Um, this Haredim about what Kibbut Ava'im is about uh, was, was with some subtle but important differences uh, brought into the world of Halacha by the Chaya Odom, Rabbi Avram Danzig. Um, and I, I think and this could be maybe a little bit of a segue here. Um, Rabbi Avram Danzig uh, had a love of the Sefer Haredim, and Rabbi Avram Danzig, uh, like uh, David, unfortunately lost a child, and his child, uh, Moshe, he dedicated a number of books to him a number of, 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 of contrasim and books, and one of them was actually, um, he, he said that he used to learn Haredim with his son, and he wrote a kitzer of the Haredim, Rabbi Avram Danzig. Uh, it was called the Kitzer Sefer Haredim. And he actually called it Mitzvah Moshe, because it was a book that he loved learning with his son, who was a... We, yes, we do. We do have it, yes. It's, uh, unfortunately, the title that his father gave it, Mitzvah Moshe, has been called Kitzer Sefer Haredim, but that's the father. And he also wrote a Sefer on Hilchas Avelis and Hilchas Kaddish called Matzevas Moshe. And uh, the Kitzer Sefer Haredim was reprinted by a person uh, in, in, in Hungary a number of, uh, about 100 years ago. And again, as a schus to a person who had passed on, a child that, that they had lost. So I think it's appropriate, again, this book, the Charedim, which meant so much to Rabbi Ram Danzig and his child. And Avram Danzig didn't only just write a kid to the Sefer Charedim, but he included it in Alocha. And the Yisoydis of Kibbutz that are in the Sefer Chayodam are really based on the Charedim. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So that's uh, you know, it's 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 something that I which I, I thought clearly uh, it was it was the love of the book and the love of the child that has brought this area in halacha. Otherwise, I think it wouldn't have. I think it would have been ignored. I think that the reason why Rab uh, Rab Nissim Karelitz and Rab Yashiv and others have dealt with this question is only because it was in the Chayyadim and the Chayyadim brought it into his sefer because. This safer meant so much to him and his child. The basic idea, and I'm going to show you right here in a second, and then we're going to do the dedication, is the Haredim uh, divides the mitzvahs, as I said, based on the different body parts. And this is based on a language in the Zoyar. Every the body parts, and he starts with, of course, with the lave. So if you take a look here on the board, we talk about the mitzvah of Kibbutz, which we all are familiar with. Ishimovov Dirou, he starts with the mitzvah in Parshas Kedoshim, and you can see that. He uses this term, which is, un, which is unusual in halachic literature. This is the imploring of the use of the imagination. That you need to imagine. You need to imagine them. You have to imagine your parents as if they are a king and queen, and you have to imagine them as these august personages, and you have to shake and quake in front of them, not to violate their will. Now, this piece of the um, of the Haredim was not quoted by the Chayodim. The Chayodim actually, in the Sefer Alocha, actually excised this as much as he loved it. And, I, and the question is, does it even make sense, and how can it even be done? But a person needs to see his parents as if they are kings and queens. He has to have a fear of them from, vi- from obviating their will. As if everybody can see it on the board, if one or two of them, it's almost as if the king spoke. There shouldn't be a move to the right or the left. Why? Because look at the words. Let's go back again. We know we're talking about Parshas Yisrael, but in Parshas Kedoshim, where it says Tiro'u, the word Yira can only make sense if you're talking about your master, if you're a slave, or if you're a king, right? So it's obviously an emotional uh, feeling inside of you. Um, therefore, he says, 
that the basic thing is that you need to misnayik with your parents in terms of euro. Listen to this lotion. It's, it's, it's not politically correct, maybe for today's parent, right? It's not the father knows best um, uh, image or whatever TV parent you know about. But Yisnaig Imoyem Kemishoyim Yisnaig Imelech Bosser Vedom. That you treat your father in Yira as if he's a king. Shiyori Ma'oyed Penyatis Roisha. You're afraid that saying the right thing might get your head chopped off. Uh, and then he then he speaks, of course, what's mentioned in Chazal, even if he rips your he rips your clothing, he spits in you and does other things. We'll talk about the psychological problems of having an abusive father, but that's or mother. But the point is the the way you do it. Yes, you know, I can't. what's the common on the left and the common on the right? Okay, so the Haredim is such a popular book that there there was a there was a number of Rabbanim who published it with their own Sort of biurim on the on the right. So the Rashi script on the right is is a rov uh, in the beginning of the twentieth century, a Hungarian rov who wanted to write the yukim in the in the Haredim. So uh, well, this isn't the, the Sefer Kotzer. This is not this is not Chayodim. This is the part the Chayodim doesn't quote. In other words, you need to have such fear of your parents as if, as you can take a look here. Uh, as if they are uh, have power over you and you have to quake in front of them and whatever they do you just need to accept quietly because of what they have said and he says uh, the, and we know Chazal tell us that the Loshan of Hashem Tira is the same as Ish the same term of Yira and obviously when it comes to God if you really can have that impression then it should be uh, that sort of fear. And he says, if you have that, meaning the mental part or the imaginative part, the part that somehow banks on some sort of, and I'm going to say without getting Freudian, some sort of childhood sense of ultimate fear needs to be channeled and articulated. And if you have that, then you're going to be able to do the other stuff, which is you're not going to sit in their place, you're not going to contradict them. Um, even though you know they're wrong. Uh, and you're not even going to do what the normal uh, kid would do to a, any normal TV dad and say, yeah, dad, you're right. I saw that in some other book. Even to, even to do, uh, to actually... Um, uh, help your parent out by bringing a proof to something in a debate that he'd be having that you also shouldn't do. Yofa <laughs> Omar. Why? Because who are you to come in and be a machria? Who are you to become and to be someone who's just going to say, hey, look, I can, you know, Dad, I'm going to help you out in this debate. All right. There's a, uh, if you take a look where I put the cursor here, I've mentioned that, um, Minyan Taryag, that is the mitzvah itself. Now the Haredim is very careful. He's a Kabbalist and an emotional person in many ways, but he's very careful in the way he writes. He says, this is the mitzvah. The mitzvah of Yiras, your parents, is a mental mitzvah. It's, it, it, the, the stuff that we have about it, which is don't sit in their place, don't contradict, all of that is not the mental. That's really an extension of the mental attitude. If someone has this mental, imaginative attitude, then they will inherently act in a certain way. But it's not a mitzvah that is a, that's an action mitzvah. It's a mental mitzvah. That's the mitzvah of Yira. Okay, so that part I did not find in the Chayodim anywhere. And maybe it's there. I was about to ask you, is there, can we take an inference that he left it out? Yes. I, I believe, again, Again, and this is unique in the halachic literature as far as I know. There might be others who quote him, but he's the first one to articulate it in such in such a way. Um, now, again, that is his, that's the way... Okay, so you're right, Mark. That is a softening, but he clearly doesn't go that way. He says, imagine that, and again, this is part of the idea. In other words, the same way you have to be scared, you have to be chorid. I mean, the book is about being quaking. The book is about quaking for doing mitzvahs. That's why it's called Sefer Charedim. 
And he feels, although that's not a word that comes up in the Torah anywhere, chored, it comes up in Tanakh many, many times. So that, that word is there often. Again, parent, parenthetically, I actually was once giving a Tanakh class, and it came up in, um, in Sefer Shmuel, I believe, about Choreid Ludvar Hashem or something. And I mentioned what the idea of being a Choreid is, which is to actually find yourself completely taken by something like like the Quakers were. That's the Quakers and the Shakers. That's those that, that group of... Uh, we talked about that. Is that where the name comes from? Yes, yes, it sure yes. does. It's exactly where it comes from. In Eretz Yisrael, they're known as the Friends, as you know. I thought they just made opium. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yes, you see, this is where not knowing gets you thinking. Yeah, that it, yeah. They're called Quaker, the Quaker state. It's because that they have their Choreid. Their Choreid, that's the translation of being Choreid with Var Hashem. So I remember when I was once giving a shear to a number of people, and the I was told that I needed to, um, you know, uh, uh, anyway, a couple of people walked out when I started praising Haredim. You know, a couple of people stood up and walked out of the shear because they thought I was pushing for a political uh, agenda about Haredim and Eretz A Haredim means you care so much about mitzvahs that you that this is this becomes the essence and the fiber of your being. So it's not unusual that he should, the Haredim, the Baal Haredim, Rebbe Lezer Azichri, he should say that's the way you should be in terms of Yiras Hashem, Yiras, uh, yiras of your parents. Uh, we, can, we can talk about why in a minute. Um, now, Okay. Wait, 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 was yes. Understanding that, that what he was saying was off, or you're just contrasting other era that people translate it as off? He, he uh, pr- because it's primarily by God. In other words, I, I, once, once you, you it's clearly not off. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No. Right. Okay, I, I think he's actually more realistic here. I mean, again, you're, okay, Yankee, I, I think, is referring to what the Rishonim speak about when they speak of the two types of Yira towards God, Yiras, uh, uh, yiras Ha'onesh and Yiras Ha'romelus. Uh, the Ran and others developed this idea that fearing that God is going to punish you and that he's going to off with your head is a primal and somewhat animalistic uh, sense of fear, whereas the fear of, rec- of recognizing the greatness is really not the fear he's going to do something to you. It's like the Rambam says in Hilchus Torah, you feel that you're nothing, I mean, compared to that to, to that being. Um, it's a hard, that would be a hard sell in terms of your parents. We'll talk about that. There might be a way to do that, but I think he's being He's doing the easy job of comparing the two years. Let's talk about covet, which this is something the Chaya Adam does quote and is dealt with the Bawe Halacha. So basically, what he wants to be Machadish here is that covet is in the heart as well. Now, he knows the Gemara, and he's going to quote it uh, in, in another page. That the Gemara says covet means dealing with their physical needs. That Machelu, Mashkeyu, taking care of them and all the physical needs that they have. It could be a physical slash emotional need as well. But the point is you're involved physically doing that job or listening, whatever it is that that person needs, the comfort, uh, however comfort is about walking with them, going with them, helping them. Um, when Chazal and Yerushalmi and Peya say it's one of the most hardest mitzvahs to do, people will tell you because it's uh, it's the in term because especially as your parents age, kavod becomes an extremely difficult uh, thing to master. Um, exactly how to to have that sort of respect and being involved without uh, without um, you know browbeating and and being pushy. It's a very difficult mitzvah. And most people tell you because of the kavod part. But the Sefer Haredim, and this is the part that, again, this is a, the essence of the imagination, he says, it's kavod is in the heart. Now he brings from a Pusik in, in, in Tehillim Perik Tezvav. You take a look on the board, it says, the, the Pusik in Tehillim says, and it speaks about who can be close to God, and it says that a person himself needs to say, Nivzebein of Nimos. 
In other words, you in your own mind are something low and insignificant. You don't think of yourself as worthy. And then right after it says, Hashem So here the Haredim found the word kovod in Tehillim to be connected to something mental, not physical. Why? Because it's talking about how a person should view himself. David HaMelech is saying, view yourself as someone who is unworthy, someone who's nimas, someone who's, who's in a sense almost disgusting. I, I, I haven't done anything. But when you think about the people who fear God, honor them. So the contrast is you're not honoring yourself, but you're honoring them. So as the Sefer Haredim says, if it's about talking to them, if it's about doing stuff to them, then the contrast that David Amelech is making is not straight. You have to, because really you could think of them as insignificant, but you just pay lip service. He says that can't be what it means. The Pasuk and Tilim therefore proves that there's another aspect of Kabed and Kavod. And what is that? Again, now we're going to see again a so simple. This is all in addition, or this is in lore? Oh, so we're going to see in a minute, Yankee. Right now, what he's being machadish is that kavod is mental. Kavod needs to be mental. And look what he says here. Sheyedama belibo. Again, the same thing he said about Yira. You need to imagine in your eyes, you have to, you have to imagine them in your eyes. Sheheim gedolim venich bedeoritz. That they are. Special that they are important, incredible, aristocratic people. Shezehu ikur kvoidam. That's where kavod lies. And once again, he goes. To, he does the same mechanism. And if you have that, mitolchach vada yechabdam bedibur ubemaisa. Then of course the rest will flow. And um, right. And he goes further. He says the pasuk that we read about in. Um, there's another Avera that's connected to Kibbet Av, which is called Ara Makla of Ve'imo. That's, of course, in Parshas uh, Nitzovim, where the Torah talks about what they said on Har Grizim and Har Evel. That was one of the curses. The curses against the Makla of Ev. So Makla means, doesn't mean to curse your parent. It means to think of them as something less. Once again, he says, he quotes a Pasuk from uh, Mishlei, Ayin Tilag La'av, that if somebody is actually <coughs> has a, 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 a sense of amusement about his father, vitovos likahas aim, and he sort of feels that his mom is silly already, and he has this feeling about them, so Shlomo Melech says, and again, it's not a politically correct thing to say, but Shlomo said it, yikru nachal, the ravens of the, of the stream will basically eat out his eye, and the eagles will eat that eye up. That's a Pusik in, 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 uh, in Mishle, I believe. And the Haredim says, it happened. There was a certain person that I know about that he took care of his mom, but we knew that he was very upset about her, that she had remarried a guy that he didn't like. And he says, that man went on a business trip, and he was killed, and when they tried to find him, when the Jews tried to find him to bring his body back for burial, incredibly they found, there he was with the eye uh, taken out, and it was clear, I guess there must, have been, there must have been a raven nearby, so they knew that the right that the raven Was that your pirate voice? <laughs> it was, a, I, I think it was like the gatekeeper from Tales of the Crypt, I don't know, but it was right <laughs> but it was, yeah. I, I would do Rod Serling if I could, but you know, the point is, yeah, is that that's what happened to him. That he got his eyeball taken out. And, but, oh, look now, Yankee's question is that the real mitzvah? Look what he's. That he says another part is to love your parents. Um, he says that the Zohar says that you have to, and the Zohar using Aramaic says, Derochamlon Yotter Migarme that you need to love them more than your own body and your own soul and your own essence. And, your, um, and therefore, um, um, and therefore you're going to do that and that's going to make you do their will. So the Haredim says, you see, that what's part of, of Kavod is love. And you need to have a sense of love 
to your parents as well. So he's being machadish as this august, incredible personage, this incredible aristocratic, brilliant philosopher king that has all these that 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 that, that means so much to you. And secondly, you have to generate love towards your parents as well, because that's an essential. Now, so every time I see the word Yerushalmi, my antennas go up. Teaching it as well, so everybody's invited to come if they can get to Elizabeth every night. But anyway, it's also based on the idea of paying back. So, in other words, you got to pay back your parents, and if you realize what them, um, and that's what he says, it's part of love, to love them and recognize hey, look how much they loved you. And anything you have to do, even for your older parent, should never be anything, um, because if you can imagine, once again, using your imaginative faculty, remember what you what they did for you uh, when they uh, took care of you for all those difficult things. And I'm sure some of your parents probably have told you about all the stuff that they did that you probably don't remember. Um, and he quotes a Pasuk uh, in Tanakh that Hashem says the same thing. I don't want, Hashem says, Yeah, I know you're doing the lip service. You go to Shul and you say it, but I, I search your heart. That's why God says, I'm going to punish you because your kavod is not a true kavod. So once again, the, the Haredim feels he's on very good ground saying that if God said that, God says you're not really honoring me, this is what you have to do for your parent. You have to have it in the feeling, heart and mind. Otherwise, it's not covered. So this is this is his case. Now, Yankee, you asked me before, I just want to show one last thing to show you um, the, get the Haredim uh, uh, completely, then we're going to do the dedication. Take a look at this, though. Now we talk about what is the uh, the Aseris Adibris of Kovod. So he says, he talks about the essence of the mitzvah. He says the essence of the mitzvah is speech, which is interesting because he sort of, as he says, she yidaber lechem benachas beloshan raka v'kovod, that you have to speak to them in a, a a kind manner, a soft manner, and the manner as if if you had the chance to, you would have a very low voice speaking to a king. And then look what he says here. The zelp. You mean that if you speak with them all day long, but if you yell at them, yeah, right? You're, you're not. You're not. You're not, not at all. So zelp shuto shol mikra. He says the pashup shad and pasik. So again, let me let me make this a little bit clearer. Yira is beetsim belave. Kavod needs the lave, but the simple pshad and the pasik is the way you talk to them. This that I quoted before, the Gemara in, in Kedushan and the Mechilt in this week's Parsha, that it's about feeding them and taking care of them, he says that's only Shava. He says the simple shot of honoring your parents is the way you speak to them. And therefore, he says the Shava teaches us that you're also chayev to honor begufu b'mamon. Now he proves it, because he quotes the Mechilta in this week's Parsha, if you can see it up on the board, it says, Kabe desavicha ve'esimecha. Look at the way the Mechilta starts. Shomeyani bidvarim. If I see the word kavod, kavod means with words. Talmud Lomar, ah, kavod, kabedas Hashem mehonecha. Oh, it's about giving them stuff. It's about, like, from with your money, with, with, with helping them. Aha, that means feed them, take care of them. Okay. And this is what Yaki just said, that if a person speaks Difficultly, if a person gets upset, he might be giving him filet mignon and 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 what's the, the goose liver everybody likes? Pet the, the what's another name? Faux gras. Faux gras. They, you could give the most expensive stuff in the world: caviar, beluga. It doesn't make a difference. I don't know if it's kosher. I think it is, but anyway. So avapi. My parents used to have caviar in the house all the time. We were poor like anything. But my mother was Russian, so she always had she always had caviar in the house. And it was I, fishy. What? It was fishy. And I went to I and I, I only spoke Yiddish, so when I came to when I came to camp and you know in Russia the word is ikra. Ikra is the word for caviar. Ikra. Okay. But my parents yeah, thank you, Zeb. My parents would say ikra. I K R A, and I would say they, I would say. Did you have it when you were growing up too? Yeah, my, right, the Russian shechever. My mother's Russian, my father's Polish. So anyway, 
Akopanim, you could be having caviar, ikra or ikra. Um, yeah. And you know what? You're st- and you're giving them that, you're still going to be Yorish Gehenim as he brings here. And he quotes an incredible Medrash, right? He's the superhero with speed, right? He's one of the 12 sons who has super speed, right? He's, he's the Flash. He's more like Quicksilver, probably, because I don't think he's as fast as the Flash. But anyway, but he is pretty fast, right? Right, yeah, but Flash could have done that like in a microsecond. So uh, fast and so that he shows he wants to do things for his dad. That's what it says. So even before uh, uh, Yaakov died, he was always the runner. But the essence of Naftali was, and this is what the Haredim is saying, is that he spoke, and this it says, he says, is Miminyan Taryag. Okay. By the way, as since we're on this page anyway, the Haredim has again. So let's just be masakim. According to Haredim, the essence of kavod, yes, is dibor, but that probably won't work unless you have this imaginative faculty, essentially working <laughs> on that dimyon, and that will bring everything else. When it comes to Yira, that's basically all it is. Everything else is is, is just the anaf of the mitzvah. By the way. He also says here, and I, I didn't see this Rabbeinu Yonah inside, all that of mitzvah and atayra to listen to your uncle and aunt, to have kavod. How much of a kavod, I don't know, but when it comes to in-laws, let's take a look here, the Haredim writes, v'chena ish chayiv v'chvayid choma v'chamoisoy. A person is chayiv to honor his father-in-law and his mother-in-law, person by standing up and, and giving him the respect of kima v'hidur. But it's not the kavod of your parent itself. I would like to suggest, based on the way the Haredim writes, again, it's hard to say that. Look at the way the Haredim says you have to honor your father-in-law. He says, the ish ve'ishto kechad gufa chashiva. He quotes this, this Eloshon from the, uh, from what David said to Shaul when he could have killed him and he told him, he told him that please you shouldn't hate me, dad. And he calls him avi re'eh gam re'eh. Okay. So um, he ends with this incredible ton of the Baal, whether it's Ben Makam or Ben Machavero, if any of them are, but those are the ones that have to are, that clearly God has a stake in. The other five, Losirtsoch, Losinov, Losignov, Losat, Losanabrechoker, Losachmoid, those you would say are part of society. But Losan, if you marry a woman and she's not honoring her in laws, that maybe you're living in the in-law apartment or coming over all the time. <laughs> so if you have not been able to give over to your wife how important it is, your relationship to your parents, and she doesn't buy into it, and your parents feel like strangers coming to your house because of the tension between your wife and them, the Medrash says, that's Lysinov. You might think you have a beautiful relationship, but that's like an adulterous relationship. Because marriage, is you're supposed to continue the link. You're supposed to continue the chain. You've got a wife who's sort of like some woman you're having an affair with, right? She's not, in a sense, married to you if she doesn't buy in. If she's on a different program. What? If she's on a different program she's clearly not, not working. Right, so right. So the says that's like Neuf. And what's the next one? Lo Signov. Chazal say Lo Signov doesn't mean it's just stealing, it means actually kidnapping another a child. What's the connection between kidnapping and keep it off? So the connection is Let's say you have your children and they consider Gramps and Sapta or or poppy or whatever, they consider them a bunch of, you know, they don't have respect to them. Um, they might like all the presents they get from them, but they, as they get older, they basically don't respect them or, you know, um, it's like you've kidnapped. In other words, these aren't really, ch- these are like children that you took off the street. Because if you cannot inculcate into them the type the, of, of connection to your family, and your family doesn't have that in a natural way, and they have this sort of, ooh, 
you know, Grandpa always wants to kiss me. He smells so bad, I can't stand him. I'm just going upstairs, whatever it is. Whatever the story might be. Again, I'm just just inventing something. Um, that, pretty vivid <laughs> if I told you the real stuff, believe me, you wouldn't it's believe it. <clears throat> I have a nephew who told me, oh, I hate going to Bobby's house. Yeah. Right. That's right. So if that's the way your kids feel, the medrash is saying you haven't done your job. Okay. Adkan the charedim. Adkan the charedim. And I think it's again, it's a, it's a, it definitely makes you think. Can this really be la The Rambam famously wrote when he, you know, Rambam had a student, uh, Rabavadya Hager, uh, and Rabavadya. Being a convert in those days was very tough. Uh, in the Zaman of the Rambam, there was a lot of um, uh, prejudice, and there were a lot of halachos that people knew that seemed to put these people down. And uh, it was one of the most passionate, powerful, um, encouraging letters you're going to see from a Rishon, where the Rambam uh, gives chizuk to Rabbi Vadya. And what he says to them, he says, "You need to tell these people, and you need to know yourself." That the Torah is mitzvah is something with gerim that it's not mitzvah anywhere else. He says by parents it's about covenant and Myra, but there's no internal ava that needs to have. By a ger you have something you don't have by anybody else's sense of ava. So from that Rambam's truva, and again it was written in Arabic, and maybe he was just trying to make the other guy feel good as well. Again, you have to know what the way truvas are written. It's not that the Rambam disagrees with this mental thing because he says it's basically he seems to say that what you have to do with your parents is more physical as opposed to mental. The Rambam never says this but once the Haredim, the Haredim said it the post and really again is it realistic? That's I think uh, the question uh, on board. Um, Okay. I don't want to run out of time. Uh, uh, I'm going to give an answer to this. and, but I, I, I do want to say again now that you know we, we've 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 seen a lot of the community here in IDT contributed of course to today's meal uh, out of love and 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 not and, and really care for you uh, and your family and um, I I brought these psukim um, Micha's not here but Bianchi is so I I, 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 I beg your indulgence and we love you for being into it but okay so. This is I. I mentioned to David yesterday that Ariella had two names, and both of them, both of her names, are Aleph and Hay. So right away, this one is the one that came to me first, and then I'm going to just talk a little about the other two. Was Silvil from Shalom in a way that really uh, rocked his essence, and David. Uh, then when David Amelach comes back to Yerushalayim, he has to hear the. Um, the insults of Shimi, uh, who had aligned himself with Abshulai Yira Hashem, and this is a Cree and Ksiv. The Cree is Be'eni. The way we read it is with the words Be'eni, um, and it's written Ba'oni. God will see my pain, my hurt. Instead of the curses and the difficulties, he's going to give me Teva. So, you know, David, your namesake, David, said that as well. He said, Aleph and Hey, that you and your Sharoni get these brochas. And for all of us who, and then David, of course, are, how can you stand things? How can you um, get strength? <coughs> People who are fearful. So Yeshaya says that don't fear. Um, there's going to be a future, and in that future, the two Alephes that stand for your daughter, jumping around like Edwin Moses, a person who couldn't speak is going to be able to sing, because what seems to be a midbar in a desert, it's going to open up with babbling brook of water and a holy path, a holy, happy path. <clears throat> that the Geulim are going to walk and the people are going to be redeemed. Ubo Ritzion Berino, Vesimchas Eilma Roisham, Sosan Vesimcha Yasigu, 
Venosu yoga and vanocha. Again, there might be other places sometimes. Venosu yoga and vanocha should be completely um, pain and, and suffering should be completely filled, taken away. So that is the Tiyanafshitzurubitzurachaim. So okay, so that's in term, now. But now that we set the table here, um, what what can we say? So um, I'm going to share with you uh, in the minutes that remain uh, an approach from Rav Nissen Karelitz and uh, Chaim Shmulevitz. Uh, and I did not, I wasn't Zoha to hear this from Rav Chaim, but I was Zoha to know, to hear it from his students. Uh, I, I, again, I was Zoha to hear a number of Shmuzim from him. Let me see how I make this a little bit bigger. Uh, command plus. Okay. So Rav Karelitz quotes this um, Chaya Odom. <laughs> uh, the footnote says, hey, the Chaya Odom got it from the Haredim. But he says, how, how are you able to do this? How are you able to have this feeling, this imaginative faculty? Um, so he says that, um, take a look what he says here on the bottom, Rav Nissen. He says that you can, um, he says that you know the main thing you have to feel is the mental knowledge that they birthed you and raised you. If that's primary in your mind, then you have a feeling of kavod to the point that you're misbatil to them, that you feel that they are everything to you. He gives a marshal. He says, for example, you could see someone that you think is great. You see Milas in him. You see that he has things and you recognize it. But sometimes that's knowledge. The Haredim, he says, is based on emotion. I don't, I don't agree with Reb Nissen, but that's, that's what he says. He says that the Haredim is based on emotion, where you sort of like downplay your cold appraisal. And why is that? Because even if you know that you are smarter than your parents and you understand things better... He says, for example, let's say someone, someone said this in class when I was mentioned this the other day. What, what do we say? Is that somebody Trump paid his mortgage or something like that? There was some person that uh, changed his tire, oh, that there was some oh, some yeah. Jewish guy or something that once helped Trump on the... You heard of the story? And then Trump uh, sent him, right? Something there. So let's say, Let's say, Let's say somebody did this incredible act to you. He paid your mortgage for the next 10 years. Uh, or Danny Thomas, who sent the Rabbi Tversky's, uh, to the to medical school. He sent one of the Tversky's. Danny Thomas was coming in for an operation in Pittsburgh, and one of the interns there was uh, was one of the Tversky's. With the, right? and Danny Thomas uh, decided that he was so impressed by the... the um, fact that he holds of Torah, that he looks like a religious Jew, even in this type of situation, and he's keeping his thing. You know this story, right? So what Danny Thomas decided to do was to help pay off his student loans or to pay for his medical school. And uh, every year by Rosh Hashanah, Danny Thomas would send him a Rosh Hashanah card. Uh, I don't know if Rabbi Tversky sent him one by, uh, by January 1st or not, but I know that if such a thing had happened, and it has happened, so he says, then so it's an emotional sense that this person is great. Now, even if you're going to know that, uh, you know, uh, the guy is a grub, the guy is a maneuver, whatever it is, still, when you see him, you're and it doesn't make a difference because you recognize this thing is so overwhelming to you that it blots out the more um, reflective, uh, scientific, empirical estimation of who that person is. So that that is the way um, that is the way the um, that's the way Rav Nissen Karelitz says you have to view it. Now Nissen Karelitz gained something with this because he says that if you do it this way, now we understand why this is so key to loving God as well, because you don't see God, you have to believe in Him. But if you can believe that He's the Creator, then if you can do this, and this is if you do this for your parent. This can now allow you to do it for God as well. So it really becomes part of the same mitzvah. And this is where the Minchas Chenoch and others say, well, maybe essentially the mitzvah of honoring your parents is a mitzvah towards God. 
and there's nafkaminas. For example, do you have to ask your parents mechila before Yom Kippur if you didn't honor them or you had a negative attitude towards them? If you say it's a mitzvah bein adam lemokom, so then you wouldn't have to ask them. Uh, you wouldn't have to ask them uh, mechila, right? Because Yom Kippur will take care of it. But if it's because he says this, essentially, what does kavod mean? Kavod means treating a person like a mensch. Well, but that doesn't mean you have to honor them to the, the amount you have to honor your parents, right? To, to the point of yes sir, yes sir, no sir, and not disagreeing with them and walking with them and being there for all their needs. That's a beinadam lamakom. So therefore, the way the way Rav Nisim is explaining it. The Charedim's and Chayyotim's way of doing it, using your imaginative faculties, is what you have to do for God too. You have to imagine the great being of God. You have to imagine that because you can't really feel it. And, and because there's going to be people, you you could be like the Rambam and the Chayvus Halvavos and say, I can intellectually accept it, but to, com- to the complete package, the way Kla- the way Yadus wants you to have it, needs that acceptance that he's the creator and then go through this imaginative thing that what's in front of me is this supreme being that's doing everything for me despite the negative stuff. So this sort of process of of, 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 of imagination is really for God. That's what Rav Karelit says. Um, he, in the footnote, which was not written by him, they quote one of his contemporaries, my, in a sense my Rebbe, uh, Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, who says, if you take a look there on the bottom, he says, Mukublani, he says, I heard from my father that the way you're Makayim Kibidav is that you need to have a tremendous respect and for your your parent, for your father and mother. And this is, look at this, V'chayev aben limtso ba'oviv t'chunos misuyomot. In other words, you need to be an intellectual, not an imaginative person. Now, I don't know if this jives with looking at them like they're going to chop your head off, but it definitely works for this other thing, which means you know your parents better than anyone. You need to find something within your parents that they are standouts in. Yoser mikol echad You need to find something because of your intimate knowledge with them you can actually, and again, I don't know if it fits in so well into the Haredim. <laughs> uh, the Haredim seems to say, imagine that they are the greatest. So Rechaim Shalemet said his father of Alter Stuchiner, that's what he was known as, Rechaim Stuchiner, said that you need to find a Midah that your parents are standouts in better than anyone else. Look what he says in this Loshon. Vahainu Bahan, I'll stand up for this. Hainu Bahan, Godelachar. In that midah, he's the god of Ledvar. Now, what is that midah? I don't know. Reading stories to the grandchildren and making animal noises and right and, and love and and knowing exactly you know that what the kids like and you know exactly what flavor ice cream do whatever it is. There's something, or maybe more intellectual than that. There's just something there that you can find. And he says that my father says, Rahim said about his father that he says if you don't have that. And it's not in the depth of your nefesh. So you can be the, he says, you can be like Naftali and running and doing everything. You have not been Makan Kitzvah Kibbet Av Kol Iker. So that really is a two ways for it to happen, uh, using your imaginative faculties. Now again, part of it is, is going back in the past and remembering what it was like when all there was was mom and dad, where, where you weren't, you weren't, savvy enough and you hadn't been trained enough to know about that world but I believe that even without Freud that we can channel that feeling still in other words the same when we were kids we have that that fear and love and incredible there's nothing wrong that my dad can say I remember when I was 13 years old or was I 15 in between 13 and 15 me and my dad went shopping and he bought and he saw that I liked these uh, white patent leather shoes. So uh, it was in Goldsmith's apartment store, and I bought those white patent leather shoes. Then he bought me, in the same store, he bought me a purple suit. And this was 1970, 
475. Okay, so right. so I and along with it, I got a bow tie. So I had this purple suit, the bow tie, the patent leather shoes. I came back after Pesach because that's what I got before Pesach, and I came to Friday night davening and. The Mashkiach, Rabbi Schwager, who I've spoken about in this class before, he, his son was running the yeshiva there, and you know, he always quotes Ravelia. He was a Talmud by Ravelia, yeah, yes. So Schwager, he looked at me, and he thought that I had, I was just um, waving the flag and just trying to, it was like, what? And like, like they set, and I went to my, and I met with him, and I, I burst into tears. I said, "My father bought me this." I said, "I said you're telling me it's wrong." My father learned in Europe. My father was 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 a ben biased by this by the circle of a rebbe. My father learned by Rav Chaim's son-in-law's yeshiva. My father bought this for me. How can you tell me that this is wrong? How can this be incorrect? How can you tell me this? My father bought it for me. And, and, and Schwanger was moved by that. And he said, okay, I, I can see. So we, at that moment, and again, of course, we all age and we, we come to see weaknesses and things. And, and, and we, we go to therapists and they tell us a lot of our hangups are because of things that we saw. But I think what we still have is that childlike, incredible respect and like they can do no wrong and if we can do that in a mature way, I think we can re, we, I think we can fulfill what what Rav Alter Sitchiner said. We can find something there, and and, and, and really believe it for us as a reality, and that is that can really allow keep it off to really work. Um, anyway, so that's really uh, the point of of, of of how, like I said, how the imagination, uh, uh, it, it, I think plays this great role. And um, Dave, if you just want to, you know, again, we're basically out of time, but we, okay. we thank you for coming. If you just want to say yeah, really one clear. or two things. Go okay, ahead. real quickly. I, uh, first of all, I, I like to use this this uh, forum as a as a, as a chan- as an opportunity to thank my IDT family for, for everything. I appreciate everybody making their, their efforts and, and all that. Also, I want to thank, I want to thank, thank you for uh, choosing a very appropriate subject because, you know, having listened to 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 uh, your share on Keep It Up Aim, it, it gave me a chance to to realize how my daughter was was a master, N- never raised her voice to me, it was always respectful. She has has the he, she has the mitzvah of Keep It Up Aim. I'll say that, and. Uh, and then also, I guess it, sometimes it takes losing somebody to realize how 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 important and how special they were. So you know, when you see, when you see the, when I when I saw the the outpouring of support and all their friends and the, from everywhere, all over the, all over the world, and calling us and and and, and actually, you know, sometimes news, you know, bad news. It comes and lasts for a few hours. I mean, there's, there's still posts and posts and, and 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 gatherings and 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 tributes to her that you just can't go to match. So I just want to thank you again. Just uh, thank the opportunity. You never have to have to meet in such a way. Right. But it has, she has a tremendous force of had effect on the world. It 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 to teach us Amuna. That we have to believe that uh, what happens is meant to happen, and and we should it shouldn't slow us down.